brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Hello, everybody. My name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be discussing and diving into Vodibachum's opinion and defense of Christian nationalism. So, Vodibachum is probably the most popular pastor in this audience. Uh, so, naturally, this would be a subject to cover because Vodibachum is a heavyweight. And he is a theological heavyweight and just someone that a lot of people look up to. And it's interesting the take that he has on this subject. So we're going to be diving into an interview that he did with Ali Beth Stuckey, a Blaze TV host, a couple weeks ago as we dive into this video. But don't forget to first like the video and also subscribe to the channel if you are new. Again, now you open another can of worms. <laughs> I remember um, it, it seemed like things started to get traction, right, in terms of people waking up to the problems with um, the, this whole social justice movement. People started to speak up, you know, and speak out. And all of a sudden, the folks on the other side, I think, got a little nervous. And then they started going, yeah, well, what about this Christian nationalism? And for most of the rest of us, we had to go, wait a minute. And go look it up, right? Like right. what? What, you, what first is of all, that? It, I may be with you, right? I may, and you know, this may be this big scary boogeyman or whatever. And then we go look it up, and there's no clear definition of what it is. And you know, there are different people who are defining it in different ways. And it, essentially, it was a smokescreen. And then, if you just stop and think about it for a minute, right? Okay, if you don't want Christian nationalism, what other kind of nationalism do you want? Yeah. Right. Do, do, do you want, you know, secular nationalism, Muslim nationalism, you know, and or if it's not the Christianity, that's the problem. Is it the nationalism? That's the problem. If we don't want nationalism, what do we want? Do we want globalism? You know, no, thank you, please. <laughs> you right. Know? So With China in charge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it, it does sound like. A bunch right. of scary Christian nationalism yeah. and so what? You're right. Yeah. So this is a major point that he makes is that first, it's a smoke screen. The issue is a smoke screen because Vody Bakum actually understands that words have meaning. He clearly understands that words have meaning. He understands that Christian has meaning. He understands that nationalism has a meaning. So obviously he understands that Christianity would be... You know, I, I think he understands that nationalism is a beta ideology. Nationalism is beta. And that's not to say that nationalists are beta, but nationalism as an ideology is beta. It's dependent on the nation. 
it's dependent on the other word that either precedes it or uh, follows it. And in this case, it would be Christian. So nationalism and Christian nationalism is linguistically dependent on Christian. So he understands that if it's not Christian nationalism, then it w could be a secular nationalism, a Muslim nationalism, uh, a Judeo nationalism, which apparently is very acceptable to the Big Eva community that is very much in favor of the Zionist agenda. So that nationalism is fine, but Christian nationalism is not fine, and he calls out that bluff. Because, again, the objection that they have is actually to Christianity. So the other thing to point out that he does extremely well, because, again, Vodivakum knows what words mean, he talks about uh, nationalism. And if it's not nationalism, then it's globalism. If you're opposed to nationalism, then you might be a globalist. And I actually would say, you know, nationalism is a middle ground between nationalism uh, globalism and say localism and the a lot of missiology specifically in the tim keller variety focuses entirely on city mission you're serving a city you're sending uh, you know the north american mission board is a send city program so there, there's an entire missions philosophy in Big Eva in Christianity focus entirely on mission on missions to cities and not missions to nations, trying to Christianize a city rather than Christianize a nation, trying to love a city rather than love a nation, because loving a nation is idolatry, but loving a city is okay. That that's the Big Eva mentality. So Christian nationalism is also a not a complete rejection of it, but certainly an alternative to it that is actually more biblical because the values of a nation such as America are more in line than, say, the values of a city such as New York, Tim Keller. So, those are the words, you know, words have meaning. Another thing that Vodibachum interestingly points out is the timeline of events. He talks about the suspicious timeline of all of a sudden Christians are getting very uppity, too uppity for the establishment at powers that be, you know, were successfully pushing back against critical race theory in the public square, which started in the church. This fight that in started in the church to fight critical race theory in the church went out into the world, and we have fought it in the world as well. That is a pretty good uh, metric of our success as a movement, uh, whatever you want to call this movement, which I guess Christian nationalists might be what we end up calling this movement and we successfully made critical race theory a national issue people like Vody Bakum successfully made that a national issue and and this started in the church because you know Donald Trump didn't tweet about it until he saw you know Tom Askell tweeting about it and Tom Askell was not first in line on this issue so that's just something that that needs to be pointed out. Vodibachum does an excellent job of, you know, pointing out the words have meaning and pointing out the suspicious timeline. Let's just continue. I believe Ali's going to talk for a little bit and then Vody comes back to it. Christians are the only ones who are told to check their worldview at the door yeah. before they vote, before they teach. Yeah. 
Secular progressivism is not neutral. It's what characterizes our curriculum. It's what characterizes much of our legislation today. It's what characterizes corporate policy today. It's not neutral. It has its own theological claims. It's pseudo-religious claims. And it's only when Christians say, well, you know what? I've got a worldview too, and I think it's better. And so I'm going to bring my ideas and my faith to the table when we're having these discussions. All of a sudden, that's scary Christian nationalism. Yeah, yeah. But it's also not Christian nationalism, apparently. On the left. On the left. Yeah. When Stacey Abrams or Kamala yep. Harris or Joe Biden, yep. when they invoke the Bible yep. and basically... Bill Warnock. Oh, yes. Yeah. When he invokes his faith to say, oh, no, we need to force the taxpayer right. to pay for the dismemberment right. of babies, that's not right. Christian nationalism. It's only when yeah. conservatives say, well, you know what? I believe babies are made in God's image and we shouldn't yeah. be allowed to murder them. That's yeah. Christian nationalism. Uh, Pete Buttigieg would be yet another example of this uh, because he also tries to play the I'm a Christian card. And invokes the Bible, you know, because he's Episcopalian, which is a very apostate denomination. So, yes, you have Democrats all over the place trying to claim Christianity as their own. But it's like obviously a gay Christianity. It's just not it's weak sauce. Uh, And I don't think the average person really considers Raphael Warnock a serious Christian. I mean, this is a dude that has like extreme personal issues along with major pressing theological issues and again terrible public servant at that as well Evan Newsom puts a bible verse on a billboard trying right. to attract people to California to kill their babies right? right so i mean for for a generation anytime you speak up it's you know separation of church and state separation of church and state you know for christians for a generation right. and it bothered me so much people would come and they would say oh you know dr Buckham, you know we know you apologetics and all this sort of stuff and you know how do we make an argument you know about abortion or an argument about you know same-sex marriage but but not using the bible because 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 they don't believe the bible so we want to make an argument that right. doesn't rely on the bible and now here they are Using the Bible yes. unapologetically, right, with no shame at all in order to advance these ungodly ideologies. Yes. And man, I could talk about that whole subject for 30 more, for 30 more <laughs> minutes, even. I think we could talk about that for 30 more minutes. And I do believe that might be the end of the Vody Bachum section. So another thing that, you, you know, again, they point out that the Democrats are perfectly fine using the Bible when it suits them. But we, on our side, are not perfectly fine using the Bible in the public square, which is wrong. And this is the point they don't make. But, you know, again, if they had 30 more minutes, I'm sure they would make this point. The Bible is our most powerful weapon in spiritual warfare. It is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit. That is our weapon. That is our most powerful weapon. And the idea that many have that we need to check our most powerful weapon before going into a fight, a spiritual fight, because, you know, let's face it, cultural war is a euphemism or a front of spiritual war or it's a proxy for spiritual war. That's where a cultural war is, is a proxy for spiritual war. It is all under the umbrella of the cosmic spiritual warfare that exists between God and Satan and us in our rebellion against God 
and God rescuing us through Jesus Christ. So all these spiritual dynamics are going on. And the idea is our most powerful weapon as followers of Christ is the word of God, is the sword of the spirit. And yet so many people want to check that at the door. You know, again, you know, you get the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit are our, our two most powerful weapons. The shield of faith. So many people want to check their faith at the door. They just want to lay down their shield, leave them vulnerable to attack at the door because they're not willing to bring their faith, their shield of faith into the public square. And then they're not willing to wield the sword of the spirit in the public square either. This is a complete tragedy on our side. It is a tragedy. And again, this isn't the point that Vody Bakum makes, but the point that he does make is they are perfectly willing to counterfeit the sword of the spirit because they know how devastating the weapon is. They're perfectly happy that we aren't willing to use that point, that we're trying to outsmart the atheist libertarians or libertines, uh, you know, outsmart them and to get them on our side. But at the end of the day, we can see the Romans one devastation happening in our culture. We can see the demonic mutilation, mutilization of mutilation of children, not mutilization. We can see the murder of babies on an industrialized Holocaust of a scale. We can see these things. We can point to our fallen culture. We can wield the sword of the spirit, and we can defend ourselves with the shield of faith. And that's just part of the armor of God. That's just part of it. Not even all of it. I haven't even gone into the, uh, the rest of it, the helmet of salvation. But the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, is something that we need to wield and is something that we need to aspire to. And that's what Christian nationalism is about. It is about Christianizing our culture. Because once a Christian, you know, the idea that, oh, you just want cultural Christianity. And first of all, cultural Christianity sounds like an upgrade. Does it not? Does it not? And then, second of all, I am actually pretty comfortable serving missions in a culturally Christian environment because then we can hold people to an account. If they are culturally Christian, we can call them to repentance as a Christian. We can hold them to the standard of a Christian and point them to Jesus. It's a lot easier to do that in a culturally Christian environment than an increasingly atheistic environment where the, you know, the fool says in his heart, there is no God, and everyone around them, everyone around you believes that. That's a much more difficult environment. Think about it, because you got to get someone to care. The idea that it's easier to trick someone than to convince them that they've been tricked, that is rough. Now, again... Part of what I also like to do here at Evangelical Dark Web is call people to discernment. We, you know, we want to reach the people that are being led astray by various false teachings, 
by various crazes. I'll use you know, the chosen as an example of a false uh, Bible depiction. It's a false flag in evangelicalism that many are drawn to that's leading them astray, kind of like the shack, but, you know, modernized, a better, more craftier version. So we need to call those people to account as well, as well as our culture. So it's based that Vody Bauckham is on our side on this one, and you just love to have that because that guy is, you know, as far as preaching goes, uh, is, is a battleship or an aircraft carrier in this navy of spiritual warfare. He's, he's just excellent. Uh, he brings it. And even at the Southern Baptist Convention, he was the high watermark. You know, the conservatives didn't win, but he was the high watermark. So it, it's great to see that Vody Bauckham is not caving with the rest of Big Eva because he's not afraid of the boogeyman that Big Eva wants to create to demonize the people in the pews that actually are more biblically convicted than the pastorate and the hirelings that exist in many churches in this country. So that's really all I got to say about that. If you like this kind of content, again, I did say subscribe to the channel at the beginning and also drop the like button. But if you really like this kind of content, evangelicaldarkweb.org is where you can go to support it. Uh, you can do that for as little as $5 a month or pay what you like as a donation or whatever. Uh, we, we have a Patreon-like service that uh, you can support through that as well. So have a blessed day, and we will catch you on the next one.